Hello and welcome to the Midweek Mood Podcast. We're examining the scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, what does this actually mean? Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be continuing our conversation about the fivefold ministry. Last week, Pastor Scott and Pastor Doug talked about what an evangelist was, and they left us the really interesting uh, take home a really interesting action step, and that action step was kind of twofold. One, it was simply to pray, pray for God to give you the passion and energy to say, anytime, any. Where God, anytime you want me to step into something, I'm going to do it. Anywhere you want me to go, I'm going to do it. We want to know what that looked like for you guys. And we also want to know what you did with it. See, another action step was this. You, he said to take a story about what Jesus has done in your life, and in either two-minute, five-minute, or ten-minute format, write that down and share it out with people. Share out what that looked like. Share it with somebody who doesn't know that particular story. So what did that look like? How did that play out in your life? Who did you talk to? Was it a face-to-face conversation, which we strongly recommend you do? Maybe you, you created your own podcast and you shared it that way. Let us know, mediahub at thbstreport.com. Ladies and gentlemen, today's conversation, though, we're getting into the conversation about the prophet. What is the prophet gifting? How does that play out in our lives? What does it look like when somebody operates in the prophetic? This is a really fascinating conversation. So you're going to take some notes, and we want to hear some questions from you guys. If you have any questions whatsoever, reach out to us and let us know so we can help you to better understand what's happening here today. Okay, so then we go to, um, I, I'm just going to go to this one because this is where I land and this is where you land as well in, mm-hmm. in a certain this certain season of our lives is prophet. And the moment you say that, then it stirs yeah. up all <laughs> kinds of stuff, fire right. from heaven and all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, here's the crazy people. Here's the guys that are eating locusts and wild honey <laughs> right. and have camel's hair on. <laughs> and these guys are weird and they're seeing things and, yeah. you know, and... And all of a sudden, now this gift of prophet has turned out definitions of, okay, that's the weird people, mm-hmm. or these are the quote-unquote seers, or yeah. these are the... And so all these terms start getting attached to the gift of prophet. Now it's not the sanitized university of a teacher or the yeah. uh, long game of pastor or the voice crying in the wilderness. Right Now... Here's the weirdness. Yes. And a lot of times that's why this gift has been either abused mm-hmm. or anonymous and absent. Yeah. Because of the fear that it will be quote unquote weird. Right. But when we look through the Bible at the gift of prophet, it did seem strange in almost every scenario. Yeah. Because what the prophet is saying goes polar opposite to what the world is saying. Right. That's exactly right. Because the prophet is preparing the way of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Again, everything's to Jesus. Yeah. You know, John the Baptist, yes, evangelistic, but Jesus said he was the greatest prophet. Right. He didn't do any miracles, though. Yeah. <laughs> but yet he's the greatest of all of them. Yeah. He's this voice crying in the midst of the wilderness. And it's funny to me that the people that hated him actually traveled the farthest to go hear him speak. Wow. He never goes to Jerusalem. Wow. Ever to preach yeah it's not recorded anywhere that he ever preaches in jerusalem and yet every time he preaches in the wilderness of judea who's there (laughs) 
Pharisees, Sadducees, religious leaders. They hated him, but yet they go out to listen to him because there was something so different about his voice. And you and I have talked about this. Prophet, that gift of prophet shifts atmospheres, and it sounds different than everything else. It's not an echo chamber. No. It's not an echo chamber of information. Right. It's not a regurgitation of something you've heard before. Yep. They may be saying something you've heard before, but the way they say it right. sounds different. Yes. And you can either love it or you can hate it. <laughs> right. But normally there's no middle ground with that. Yeah. You're because right. every single time it is about what is the Lord saying? Yes. Period. So with that context, and I know you flow in this gift. I flow in this gift. This is a dominance for me in this season of my life um, in most of the rooms I'm in. Yeah. Um, so what are some things that that stand out to you with gift of profit? Well, the gift of the profit, uh, I'm walking into a new season myself to where I'm learning something new. You know, um, there's <laughs> – Hush up. I, I, I've understood now, I understand now that prophets are incubators. Mm. So, so God will take a, an idea, thought, a concept, a plan, and bury it in the heart of a prophet. So we talk a lot about what prophets say, but there's so much of what they don't say because God is putting the next move, the next scenario in their heart for them to guard it in prayer and watch over it and watch other declarations until he releases them to put something in the earth room. Because when uh, prophets speak, they do shift in atmosphere. Uh, prophets have the ability to go into a situation and see a scenario, but hear the voice of God on how to shift it. So most of the time, uh, when, we, when we're when prophesying, when once we get into a certain mode, you know, it's a difference between a simple word of edification, exhortation, and comfort. I proclaim goodness over you. But then I get into an, every, every, an area of revelation where I'm seeing something that yep. I'm translated. Now I'm speaking the will of God in a scenario, knowing that I'm called to change the atmosphere or to see the atmosphere, to make it fertile. For me to say something, knowing that somebody's going to come back a year later and speak a different thing for it to build in revelation. So, you know, I, I tell people one of the weirdest thing about being a, a, a prophet is that you would say something to be a prophet. You have to be willing to say something and be wrong, mm. you know, because I'll declare a thing today. And this is what I'm seeing. I'm saying this, but I'm putting a declaration out there to pray. People pray and change the situation and nothing happens. Now I'm a false prophet. Well, the true <laughs> prophets are the false prophets. Every prophet's a false prophet until the word comes to pass. And in some instances, when it doesn't come to pass, it's because we put a declaration out there. So it wouldn't come to pass, you know? So, and that's a very inter- interesting dichotomy for me for understanding that it's not always what you say and see to come to pass, but it's what you declare. Be- being willing to be that mouthpiece for the Lord and just say what he's saying and let him deal with the rest. Yeah, because yeah, I think that sometimes when you speak something forth, God puts something in your heart, you speak it out, yeah. that, yeah, there are certain there are certain standards that we're looking for. Yeah. You know, is it is it outside of the scope of the word of god yes is it inside the scope is it out of bounds because one of the one of the things with gift of of prophet is you know god has put god has put for every gift that god has the enemy yeah. has a false right gift gift of prophet in the natural it leans towards spiritual things period yes which can be that line of new age Mm-hmm. It can be that line of 
people that think they're mediums or psychics right. or anything like that. And then they're kind of looked at as prophetic, yes. quote unquote, as right. the world sees them, right. not biblical definition of prophetic. And people who have a gift, if it's not used for the Lord, it yes. will cross that, that yes. line because the enemy will use it. Yeah. Sometimes we think the enemy wants to kill our gifts, but he doesn't want to kill our gifts. He wants to use them for the kingdom of darkness <laughs> Yes. rather than the kingdom of light. That's true. Because God gave us that gift. God right. put that gift in us when he created us. He put those gifts in us, the gift of God that is in you, right? right? Stir up the gift of God in you, yes. and it is the gift of God. It's not my gift. It's not your gift. It is the gift of God. God put it in us. Right. And then when we've received Christ, now we're like... This gift is going to be used for you, Lord. Yes. It's kind of like somebody who doesn't know the Lord, but yet they have a gift in them to create commerce or yes. or or business or wealth or whatever. And believers get mad at that person because they're like, "Man, why is a why is God blessing that unbeliever?" Well, yeah. God's not, but the gift yes is being used right. And as that commerce is being expanded, there's a believer that's that's on the benefiting end of that gift. Exactly right. At some yes. point, whether they're in a boardroom, whether they're in a supermarket or whatever, yeah. that gift is still God's. It's not even that person's, but right. God will still use that gift to bring blessing. Yes. But when this person consecrates their life to Christ, now the gift is not only creating things, but now it's pointing everything to Jesus. Right. This right here, this is fruit. This right here is fruit that remains. Yes. Eternal fruit. Because now I'm not just giving a cup of cold water to somebody to meet a natural need. I'm giving a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. Yes. It meets a natural need, but it also lays up treasure in heaven because it was done in the name of Jesus. Right. And so that gift of prophet is speaking forth and everything is pushing to Jesus. Yes. I know for me, I'm not a dreamer. I don't dream when I sleep, mm -hmm. but I'm more of a, a vision. I see things with my eyes open. Yeah. So I can be driving down the road. Uh, I'm driving down 49. I'm going down South Louisiana for some meetings. Yeah. And I'm driving down 49, and I see Carmel, and I see I see Campty. You turn here, and I see Natchitoches, and I see all these signs. But yeah. at the same time, I'm seeing a picture of something yeah. being played out. Normally, when that happens, I click send on my phone, and I'm calling somebody. I'm like, hey, man, I'm driving down the road right now. I just saw you doing this. I wow. saw you doing this. I saw you doing this. I think the Lord is saying this. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, again, I was praying for you, and then all of a sudden I saw this. Right. And and uh, so I just wanted you to know, listen, yes. if you feel like it's from the Lord, awesome. If you don't, put it in right. the recycle bin. Don't worry about it. Don't focus on it. Yeah. I may have missed it. I don't know. Right. But I'm just saying, here's what I sense. Yes. It's not a... Thus saith the Lord, ba 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 ba. Yeah, right. Because right. I think sometimes with this gift, you can get in trouble with that. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes God is stirring things up in us that can be personal, it can be close to home, or it can be yeah. outside of that realm. Right. Where I think we're better to be careful to say, "Hey, here's what I'm sensing." Yeah. And here's what I sense the Lord is saying. I was praying for you, and boom, I saw this. Right. And just like you said, a lot of times. You know, when you use this gift of profit, that maybe not that it's false until it comes to pass, but it's just not worked out the way that you saw it. There are yeah. times I'll see something and I'll speak it to somebody and go, hey, here's what I feel like the Lord is saying. Mm -hmm. It doesn't turn out the way that I saw it, Yeah, but God does do something with it. Yeah. 
And that's where I give it and take my hands off of it. And then God works it together however he wants it to work. Right. Because I think sometimes we try to dictate what the prophecy looks like, the desired yeah. result. Right. And that's when we begin to get into false prophecy. Yeah. Because that's where we're getting our hands on it, trying to direct it. I've seen people do this. They had a genuine gift. Mm-hmm. But when they gave the word, they tried to hold on to the word and try to make it something that God wasn't even doing with it. Right. And then when it didn't come out the way that they thought it should, it was either, hey, I didn't miss it, I just – or it was, I missed it totally, that was a false prophecy, when let's play the long game yeah. and let's see some elements of what was spoken and right. God use those. Yes. Again, it's almost like when we pray – we pray for a desired result, but normally the desired result is always in our favor. Right. Yeah. So That's are exactly. we really praying the will of God? <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. And I like that too, because, um, you know, I, I try to teach people back at destiny, the difference between a false prophet and a wrong prophet. Right. <laughs> you know, you can be wrong and not false developing in a gift. You know, it's, it's not an easy scenario. We give people grace to practice. Hey, Go ahead and tell me what you feel like God is saying. And then uh, we walk that out. In most cases, even for ourselves, the manifestation of a promise of God never looked like we thought it would look like. That's right. A lot of times we're walking in things right now that God promised us, and we look around, oh, this is what God was talking about five years ago, but I didn't think this is what it was going to be. Yep. So if it, if that is true, you're right. Why why try to put such so much detail on uh, a thing that God is speaking to you, let it play itself out and leave room for God to be able to minister to the person that's hearing it. If you put too many parameters on it, then there's nothing for them to go back and and meditate on it and seek God for and let him develop that word inside of them. Yeah, I know we talk a lot here, Doug, about false and wrong. The difference between false and wrong is the motivation of your heart. Yeah. Where's your heart? Yes. If there's selfish motives there, then you're not just wrong. Yeah, that's correct. Right. Yeah. If if you've got impure motives, if your heart is not right, yeah, then you're not just wrong. Yeah. Right. But if your heart is right, if you're if you're um, uh, clean hands and a pure heart, yeah, and you're just wrong, yeah, then that's what grace and mercy is for. Right. Because your motive is Jesus. Your yeah. your motivation is love for Jesus. It's not it's not hey I want to be known as a prophet or I want to be known as this or I want to be known as that. Those are impure motives. Yeah. The motivation is not that we would be known or we would be heard. Right. Our motivation is that people would see Jesus. Yes. That they would see the head that we're a part of this body. Yeah. But they wouldn't be looking at the body because the body's pointing to the head. That's so that's so good. Right. Because there are people all over the world who have your body type. Yeah. I don't know Doug by your body type. Right. I know you by your face. Yeah. Right. That's good. So many times what we're trying to do is be the face of the body. (laughs) Right. And they can't see Jesus because we're trying to be the face. Yeah. Like everything we do in the body should point to the head Mm -hmm. and they should see Jesus. That should be the identifier that what I'm doing as I'm functioning in my gift that God's given me as prophet, as pastor, teacher, whatever it is, it's still all pointing upward to the face. That's right. Jesus. Not Scott, not Doug, Jesus. And I'm just a part of this body that's pointing everything up. That is the love walk. You know, um, God made it very clear to me when before he released me to prophesy destiny. I've been there uh, five years now, and I was there for a while before he allowed me to prophesy. And this is what he told me. He said, 
before you prophesy to these people, I would have words for people all the time, just welling up on the side of me. He said, I'm not going to let you release anything. He said, because you don't have a relationship with them and you don't love them yet. I learned to love them. He said, then my word in you will be pure. It'll be accurate. Yeah. But I wanted to come from a position or a place of love. Learn to love them first. I built relationship and then just like a river, it would flow out in very accurate words because it was like I said, we weren't looking we're looking at the face at that time, the face of Jesus. And that's really, if, of all the things, if I were giving anybody uh, tips on on the prophetic and how to prophesy, it's a love. That yep. love walk has to be solid. You know, if it's, and that's why it's sometimes uh, tough to go into a situation where you know no one and you have to prophesy, you know, pull in your gift and say, okay, we'll prophesy. What is a gift there? And I'll prophesy. But it's different in a scenario where you have a relationship and love with people that you had a chance to meditate and pray and fast for people. Before I came here, they got in pray and fast and, and study everything I could get from God because I want the love walk to be correct yep. first, and then everything, it flows out of that. And Paul was clear yeah. that if you don't have love, you're making noise. You make a noise. You just make yeah. a noise, man. There's right. no eternal value in that if there's no love, if it's not rooted in love. Okay, so this week on the Midweek Move, we're talking about the gift of profit, and we... Uh, Doug and I went into some extensive teaching in that because both he and I both, that's that's a dominant lane for us. And so our action step this week is going to be less content and just an action step because ultimately when we talk about the heart of a prophet, it is to reveal the heart of God and also to reveal the heart of man. That's really what that prophetic gift is all about. It's about what is the Lord saying, you know, how's your heart and what is the Lord saying? Like revealing the heart of God and revealing the heart of man. And in that, that's how God can truly speak. And so if you want to say heart revealers, that's a, that's probably a great terminology for that. But here's here's where I where I want us to land in our action step. Because in this in this gift of the prophet, now they may all prophesy. Paul was clear with that. We can all prophesy, not necessarily telling the quote unquote future. Uh, foretelling, but forthtelling what the Lord is saying. You can say it out loud and declare it. But also like when you read, when you read the word of God, God puts situations, people and specific examples into your heart. And he does that in a way to reveal our own heart, but then also so that we can begin to share that with other people, whoever the Lord's put on our hearts. So here's our action step in this gift. Whether this gift is dominant for you or not, it doesn't matter because Paul said that they may all prophesy. We can all speak forth what the Lord is saying to us. All of us can. It doesn't make us a prophet, but it means that we can prophesy. We can forth tell what God is saying. So this week, as you read the word of God, and I am just, uh, I guess I'm just guessing here, but I would hope that if you're watching the midweek move that you read the word of God, hopefully. Um, if not, just start in the book of John this week. Just start there. If you're not reading, actively reading the Word of God, start in the book of John this week. Just start there. And I could probably tell you 17,000 Bible plans. We don't have time for that. Start John chapter 1. Boom. Period. And as you read, pray that the Lord would put situations or people or specific examples in your heart. And as he does, pray that the Lord would help you to share that with someone. What is the Lord saying, right? What is the Lord saying to my heart now? Lord, show me who I can share that with. And in that, you will be for forthtelling of what the Lord is putting in your heart. Simple action step. 
Again, it doesn't make you a prophet. It doesn't mean that you have this title or position. It simply means that God has put something in your heart and you've shared it. You've shared it with someone. Now, is everybody going to receive that? Maybe not. Is everybody going to be excited that I shared that with them? Probably not. But if you, if you pray about it and you're obedient to do what God puts in your heart, then God will bring forth fruit from that, irregardless of how you feel. I'm so glad that the Lord moves outside of the realm of my feelings. <laughs> because if, if he didn't, then none of it would be supernatural. <laughs> But the fact that I feel a certain way and God moves outside of that shows that it's his ability, not my ability. It's his ability. So read the word of God. Ask the Lord to put situations, people, something specific into your heart and then share that with someone this week. And that is our action step in the gift of the prophet. May the Lord bless you guys.